Chilowitz, Charlie Fink and Ted Chilowitz with This Week in XR, live from AWE 2022, and we're here with our friend David Fatal. David, the last time we saw each other was at CES 2020. That's right. It's like sounds like yesterday, but it was actually you know two or two uh, two years and a half ago. So yeah, I'm David Fatal, the uh, founder and CEO of Lea, a company commercializing to called 3D light field displays, and I think with a mission to democratize the, the metaverse. So 3D displays, and I believe you guys are, your technology is going to be in the cockpit of cars now. That's right, that's right. So, you know, our first uh, announced partnership with, with, with Continental, the, the German tier one for, uh, for cars, and that's, you know, indeed the first uh, confirmed commercial deal that we have, and we're after many more, obviously. So what's, well, so let me first say for uh, people who are not familiar with Leia, the idea is that labels are going to float over dials. That's right. right. We're no, no longer are we printing, uh, you know, start, push here on the start button. It's just going to float above the button. And here's the thing that's so freaking amazing. No glasses. Naked eye holograms. Naked eye holograms, which was something that no one ever thought was possible. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think... In years past, and as, the, as your company you know, was evolving and building, were you in on some Honda cars in the very early iterations of your? Very, space? very not in the cars, but very early stage. We did some work with with Honda, with the with the accelerator, and yeah, we worked with a variety of, of tier one. And um, really, the you know, serendipitously, we ended up working with a lot of automotive uh, you know tier ones and and, and actors. But that's about thirty percent of our of our business. We've been around. You, you remember where you know we actually did our come out with the the hydrogen. Uh, Phone, which you know, right, which, with the hydrogen phone. which is still my right. phone, by the way, it's still working strong. You know, I can still take pictures and so on with this, which is which is great. Um, and you know, we've we've been we've been transforming the, the company. I think the what the hydrogen allowed us to do was to develop, you know, not only the, the hardware part, which we're, we're quite hardware heavy, as you know, we're based on some kind of nanotechnology enhancement of a of a normal screen, but it allowed us to develop the entire you know software tools SDK and you know all the way to to content distribution. So I think we today we kind of have the full the full package, right? And you know our value proposition is we, we work with OEMs, you know we're not there to replace you know Apple or Samsung, you know we're not we're not we're not crazy. Uh, but we're here as, as an enabler, right? And I think our, our mission is to help any OEM whether you're you know consumer or healthcare or education, whatever whatever you are, to essentially be able to show the, the metaverse right uh, on a, a regular uh, screen, right? Whether it's a cell phone, a tablet, a laptop, right? Anything but VR, and we're complementary to, to VR, but we think that a lot of this immersive, awesome metaverse content that is being created today ought to be experienced on, on a familiar device, right? To, to speed up adoption, so. So are you able to tell us some of the newer, the, the most current devices that you're going to be in? What yeah. size devices are you Because yeah. most of them have been Sort of smaller that's right that's, that's right yeah and that, that was you know just uh, the development of the technology we started from if you remember 2015 we came up with a very small dev kit it was two inch by two inch right and then we did cell phone size but you know six inch and then we had the loom pad which was 10 inch so I think the exciting news uh, today is what we're announcing is a, a you know a set of development platforms for OEM anywhere from 12 inch all the way to 27. Um, and at the uh, AWE conference here, we're showing on the floor 15.6, which is a you know laptop size, with definitely the biggest display you've seen from from Leia. 
Um, the the other really awesome update is we're we're pairing our display now with a with a head tracker. Right? So you've known Leia as a you know head tracking free uh, let's say technology up to this point, and and I think it had uh, a lot of advantages. You know, it was a simpler, it was supporting the, the portrait and landscape and so on. But what we realized after talking to a lot of people is that we were compromising too much on the on the resolution. I think one of the constructive criticism we've had from uh, from users is you know the pixelization, the screen door effect. I think and and that was necessary. We had to output too many different views of, of the world on our display, and that that was dropping the resolution too much. So we, we by the you know beat the bullet, and we we've essentially since December we've introduced tracking to all of our display, and the experience has, has transformed. And I think you know I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll get to experience it during during the show, and it's 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 such an immersive, comfortable, and such an awesome experience, and we're super excited, and we had such a great reception from from OEM. So. So, in other words, you're providing tools for manufacturers to create content that could be seen with the naked eye. Correct. It's one measure of hardware and one measure of software. Right. So we're providing the optical underlay, the the, the nano structured piece that you know you essentially integrate to your screen to turn it into a light field display. So that's that's one part, and we work with the with the OEM to do that. And then one measure of software where we have the the tools. Uh, for Unity, for Unreal, for Maya, for Blender to create the content or, or upgrade existing content. Uh, and also, I think you'll see in my talk tomorrow, we have an awesome tool for 2D to 3D conversion on the fly. Right? So you can take any video, just say, uh, any, any content from YouTube. And 30 frames per second, we are generating a depth map. And, and very good. A lot of people claim they can do 2D to 3D, but you know, when you experience ours, it's actually very good. Uh, and we can convert, you know, on the on the fly. So this is the kind of tool and APIs that we make available to to OEMs, so that they can integrate in their own in their own product. So in this sense, we're we're an, we're an enabler. We're trying to we have to, to help you to you know uh, to help yourself. You know. So let's talk five or ten years from now. Um, what what devices? What parts of the world will be lit up? With layout technology. Yeah, yeah. You know, the long-term vision for us has always been uh, not so much headset. You know, we're we're, we're contrarian in that sense. I mean, right. um, uh, no, we're naked eye holograms. We're na you know, exactly. We we, we, we we do believe that uh, 3D content, metaverse content, is going to be experienced, of course, on on, on headset. You know, because that provides provides total immersion. You don't replace that, right? But 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 more broadly and more extensively, but you're more on the AR side. So yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Right, in, any display in your life, right? It's, it's got to be in your pocket. You know, in your phone, it's got to be in your car. It's got to be in the office. It's got to be in the home. And our vision, five to ten years, is you know, anywhere you are, you know, in any room, you're going to have uh, some kind of display. The display is going to know who is essentially looking because it's going to have some some type of AI that recognizes your face. It knows the context. It knows how to track you, and it's going to know how to you know render essentially 3D content without you having to think you know about it or you know like having to to put a, a device on or anything is going to be kind of always on and you're going to switch from one context to, to the next right so so leia wants to be the the technology that that powers that that vision so the tablet that you guys recently built because um, i wanted to make sure we talk i think that's the last time we talked together that was the last year two years ago yeah right. which i still have sitting on my desk by the way. <laughs> so um uh, how is that going, and is that a good example of the application yeah. uh, that you think we'll see more of? That's right. So, so the 
why are we making a tablet? First of all, you know, I said we're not trying to, to, to be an OEM or a brand, right? We make this tablet as, as a reference design, really, for, for other OEMs to get inspired. You know, the, the first question we have from OEMs is, okay, you know, you show us the screen, you show us the wow, how can it integrate into the device? How's the thermal? How's the power? You know, how long of a movie can you watch? And, and all of these questions, you know, you can't, you can bullshit your way out of it. You have to show, you know, and this is the reference design. You say, just try it, right? The 2D, 3D conversion on, on the loom pad, you know, it's, it's running there. So you can see uh, for yourself. So in that sense, you know, it's very, very successful, right? Because the loom pad got us to a lot of deals, you know, unannounced, but a lot of interest. And then now we're, we're following through. The Loompad one did not have the, the tracking, and I think it had the, the issues that we talked about in terms of, of resolution. I think if you remember when you were moving the screen, you had a little shimmer, and it's not super crisp. And so we, we basically fixed all of these issues. And so 2022 for us is really the year where we're, we're consumer grade, right? This is a no excuse type of, of technology. So that's what we're super excited about. So are you marketing the Loompad or are other OEMs going to pick up where you left They're off? going to pick up. So as a, as a kind of a preview, we're going to have a, a Loompad 2 uh, at the end of the year, right? Nice. And that we're also going to uh, commercialize and it's going to have uh, that that tracking uh, you know, technology. Um, so we're going to increase the resolution and essentially get rid of any of the previous artifacts that uh, people have constructively uh, you know told, told us about right David thank you for making time it's great to see you in the real yes it was awesome guys thanks so much I'm sitting here with April Robinson she is the co-CEO of KP9 interactive thank you April for making time for us this morning yeah, we're excited to talk about your product offerings and what you're seeing at AWE yeah thank you thanks for having me Sure. Um, so let's start off by talking a little bit about uh, I'm, KP9 is a early stage company. I assume most of the people listening to this podcast probably don't know what you do. So let's start there. Yeah, for sure. So KP9 Interactive, um, first of all, KP9 stands for the strongest geomagnetic index, um, which is the Aurora Borealis. So it uh, is very disruptive. It disrupts communication, our phones, and yet makes beautiful experiences. So that's what KP9 is, and that's what we stand for. We're here to disrupt. And uh, we're, we're a computer vision uh, software development company who um, saw a need in the market as we started out as marketers and agencies. And, or, marketers working for agencies and quickly discovered that um, it wasn't easy to create augmented reality experiences. So we were looking for an accessible way, which would be the web, that people can access augmented reality and easily create. So we created a no-code web AR platform for creators, not developers, although developers could use it very quickly you know, turn around um, and make some good coin very quickly using WorldCast. So, yeah, we're, we, we just launched January 2020, so it's, uh, it was just pre-pandemic, but uh, we've evolved from there. And are, you, are you focused on both mobile applications for smartphones as well as this next generation of wearables? Is there a focus point? Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, our focus is what works on devices today, which is mobile phones. So that is where our main focus is, but we are looking future as well. So we are looking to uh, partner with wearables, um, and we just actually announced uh, partnering with uh, the New Eyes Pro 3E, which is a cameraless, six-off uh, 
AR glasses that plug into your device and our uh, location-based augmented reality platform um, allows people to create experiences, place experiences at a location, at an, an, at an address, and be able to view them through the Pro 3 glasses, which you can find um, on their website. There's All the specs are there, uh, but it's, it's very intuitive. You can actually open up experiences directly from the glasses. So if, to be clear, the AR is geolocated, so that is how the device finds the content as opposed to it being a marker-based computer yes, vision system. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's, uh, it uses all the sensors on our phones to figure out our positioning, and uh, that's why the, the, we don't need to have the cameras, so we can use the positioning that we set when we go into our studio, you select your location, and then our system just talks to the glasses. Because that device there plugs into a phone. So yes, yeah. But um, it, it, the content could also be viewed on a smartphone. Yes, absolutely. Or even a desktop, really. So in, in non-glasses applications just for smartphones, do you have the option of using markers in computer vision? Or is the basis of your platform geolocation? So, no, it's um, marker based as well and marker list. So we do have a slam based um, studio in which people can place content, be able to view an object um, or a scene within, uh, within a, on a phone, sorry. <laughs> and then there's obviously, um, not obviously, but marker, um, which image recognition as well. So we do have that so incorporated you can put a as well. a marker in a physical location. Yeah. Up to it lock into it, but you don't need that. It's not a requirement. Yeah, no, exactly. And like we, our mission was to make it accessible and easy as possible. So the end user, all they need to know is that they can click on a link or a QR code and be able to unlock an experience, whether it's marker, marker, markerless or geolocation using WorldCast. So how does WorldCast then make money? It's a free WebXR platform. So everybody is, um, making AR content uh, on your dime. So yeah. so where does the VIG for uh, WorldCast come in? Absolutely. Well, it is, like you said, it is free to use. It's free to try. Um, there is actually, it's quite robust even in the freemium version because of the fact that we want educators and we want, um, we want people to have access to being you know, being able to add that digital layer of information because really that's what AR is all about is is adding that layer of information that is going to help us in our lives with efficiencies. So um, yeah, we wanted it to so, be so there's so so there's a free version and then you can upgrade. Then you can upgrade. And, Sorry, and yeah. what do you get <laughs> with the upgrade? So um, the upgrade it unlocks all of the premium features. So we have spatial audio built into our platform, um, unlimited views. That was one of the biggest things. Um, as a marketer, trying to figure out how many views uh, you're going to get and which package to purchase. So all of its unlimited views. And then we have another option to be able to go to premium, which allows brands to add their logos and splash screens and get deeper analytics um, and all of the, the premium features. So Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Are, are you able to talk about some of the key clients and some of the success stories that you've had? I think people would be interested in mm. who's using it and where would they see it. Great question. Is it in a shopping mall near them? Is it a place that they can kind of experience what you're doing? Yeah, no. Um, so our focus isn't the big brands. We're not going after the Pepsis and the Walmarts of the world. We want to make it accessible to the realtor, to, like I said, the teachers, uh, 
to uh, agencies too, like especially with the pandemic. We just went through, um, we're still getting out of economic depression or whatever you want to call it, recession. And uh, we want to, this is another marketing tool. So this now allows agencies uh, to add web AR in a code for you. It's, people are calling it the Canva of AR. WorldCast huh. is like a Canva of AR. You don't need to know any code at all. You can simply drag and drop. You know, what you see is what you get. Uh, WYSIWYG uh, mm -hmm. Studio, making it as easy as possible. In fact, we actually um, partnered with Canva as well. So you can use their templates. So you're working sort of a grassroots kind of Throw it up from the ground. Absolutely. Yeah, we're for the little people. <laughs> so you launched in early 2020. Now it's the middle of 2022. Yeah. So what kind of traction have you seen in the past two years? So when we first launched, it was print only. And of course, with COVID, nobody wanted to touch print. So we very quickly accelerated our roadmap to include the geo and the slam base. So the online shopping, you take your online shopping experience and place um, your products in your home, be able to shop and get the, those sort of conversions as well as the geo. So it's, uh, it's gaining fast traction, especially right now with agencies. Agencies are looking for digital solutions to offer to their clients. And it's just an easy uh, partnership with WorldCast, add that to their toolbox and be able to sell experiences on a monthly basis if they want to, no contracts, those sort of things. So which category? You mentioned real estate. You mentioned education. We yes. were just talking about uh, retail consumer goods. So which yeah. vertical is really taking off, do you think? Um, to be honest, it's, it's products and tourism. Um, those outdoor experiences, people are still looking for ways to keep people safe as we come out of COVID. So uh, definitely the tourism, historical tours, outdoor art shows people are doing, um, museums are taking experiences outside, just out of the box thinking and how to get people engaged because everybody has a cell phone, has a, has a device in their pocket. So it's just another, another way in which we can engage consumers in a safe way as we get out of this pandemic. So your company is based in Canada. Yeah, we're in Owen Sound, Ontario, just a couple hours north of Toronto, um, in a beautiful, beautiful town surrounded by mountains and waterfalls and really good internet. Cause that's all we need. How, how, how many people are on the team now? So we have eleven on the team. Uh, we have uh, eight dedicated developers, and then we have our small marketing team. So we are looking to grow our company as uh, revenues and traction and investors <laughs> are out there to uh, to get us there. Well, we're here to help you get the word out. Yeah, and thank have you. People check out what you're doing and learn a little more and come into the fold. It's great. Amazing. Um, April, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was great to see you uh, yes. in the real once again. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we wish you the best of luck with uh, KP9 and growing the WorldCast platform. Thank you so much. Hi, guys. I'm Jay Wright, CEO of Campfire. How you doing? Good. Good Welcome to see you. Welcome to the Charlie and Ted Show, live from AWE. I love the Charlie and Ted Show. I couldn't be happier to be here. Thanks, Jay. Well, how are things going for Campfire since we last uh, spoke? For, first of all, for those people who don't know Campfire, it's a holographic conferencing system, uh, cross-platform, uh, allows users to share uh, 3D objects and other uh, digital designs. Yeah. I, I guess, and I guess your target is the design uh, 
industry and all of its You know, it's an enterprise product. And we talk about holographic collaboration, and it's all about sharing 3D models as holograms for hybrid teams that are involved in building physical things, ultimately, to build a, a better world. So we launched, as you know, it came out of stealth last year. Great I think in the middle we of the pandemic, good timing. Oh, we thought it'd be a great time, a great time. I'll tell you, it's been great because it's, got, it's shown people how important it is to be able to be remote and still function, for which we provide a solution. But, you know, it's provided some challenges for us, for us too. So since that time, we've been running an early access program. It's been fabulous. We've had hundreds of applicants. Um, we've been able to engage with fewer than we'd like, but dozens of companies that we have put both hardware and software in front of and have some exciting projects and exciting customers in the works. We actually got feedback that uh, led to an announcement that we made at the show. So we expanded on the Campfire system today with a new device that we call the Campfire Studio Console. And I don't know if you guys remember, but we built our solution to work in sort of meeting rooms and in offices so that you could very easily collaborate with others using 3D models. And uh, it worked great in environments and meeting rooms and, and desktops, but we had customers that said, I've got something bigger that will fit on a table. And so what we've done with the studio console is make it so you can now work with large scale holograms, whether that be a vehicle or building or what have you, and move sort of freely around it and actually uh, brought another great new capability that we call group teleport. So people can actually teleport together as a group through a large space, like for example, a, a store. So you have developers now all over the world using the product, testing the product, bringing out its So no, no developers. So keep in mind, one of the things we're doing with Campfire is devices and applications together, but directly for an enterprise customer. So, so developers and quotes are actually your, your and customers. customers. That's correct. That's correct. And tell us a little bit about the state of the company. Working there, where is it based out of? And talk a little about the hardware because the yeah. hardware is unique compared to something. Oh, it absolutely is. And actually, you guys know my background. Like I spent a lot of time, almost 15 years in this space, building Vuforia. And holographic collaboration is where we wanted to go and something we wanted to deliver. One of the big challenges is we couldn't realize this experience on devices of the day. Because we've got VR devices where we're completely occluded, which means I can't actually see you and you can't see me, so we can't have a conversation. And the AR world is taking us to devices more like these kind of glasses that tend to have a really small field of view and limited image quality. So we created new devices that address these challenges. The Campfire headset, for example, which brings an extremely large field of view and really high image quality. So 92 degrees diagonally. Um, which is almost four times what you'd find by area on, on something like a HoloLens 2. But in addition to being able to have a really high fidelity view of holograms, you could see other people and they could see you. Because it is a see-through or an optical see-through device, which means you're looking through that, that display. And, and it's really the only headset that delivers what we think is a viable holographic collaboration experience. And the power of the headset comes from a PC. It absolutely does. It does. It plugs Thunderbolt 3 into a PC. So the quality of the experience and, frankly, the size of the models that you can look at is going to depend on how much GPU power you have in that PC. 
Yeah. So it also it also makes it very very simple for people to use because you can plug this into a PC and be up and going. I think it's also important to realize this is not a mobile kind of frontline worker use case. This is not a device or a, a, a use case people are doing while they're moving around a factory or a hospital for something. This takes place in meeting rooms, design studios, and the places you would otherwise be sitting down having a meeting and working. I remember last time when we talked Frog Design, which actually helped you build the new headset, yes. was using it themselves. That's right. Are they still doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Frog remains an important partner, as does their parent company, Capgemini. So, um, yeah, it's... So are uh, you picking up customers from them? We, we are. We are. We've, uh, we've had a number of partners that we've started to engage with. Um, that will be part of our go-to-market story, and we'll be talking more about in October. So we'll save we'll save that for later. And in this development curve, have you seen things around this collaboration model that have su surprised you and your other creators of the device? Like something where you're just like, look at what they're doing with this. Anything you could talk about that just absolutely excited you, or inspired you, or inspired something too? Um, we're seeing more of something that we expected, but there's more of it. And, and so as you look at the, the design and development process, you've got a digital part of the process where everyone's working with digital models. And then you start actually building physical things and building prototypes and, and samples. And so it turns out that the, the process we're actually building prototypes and samples also is is an area where people can use Campfire. And it's not to, to look at the design files, it's actually for 3D scans of those samples or prototypes. So I can take, for example, a sample that was just manufactured in Asia, I can get a 3D scan of that, I can put it in Campfire, people can look at it immediately, and now I might not even have to put that sample in FedEx and send it across the, across the globe back. So it's almost like a, I don't know, I call it like a shipping preview. It's like teleportation. It is. It's kind of like teleportation for digital twins in some way. Great use of volumetric capture. It really is. It really is. And in the same way you kind of have like that shipping preview, you can also look at it as something that can happen before 3D printing. Because a lot of times 3D printing is done to get initial models very, very quickly so that you can rule things out. And holographic collaboration offers a step even before 3D printing, where I can see what it looks like holographically before that print even happens. And maybe I don't do it, but the fact that I can see that holographically means I can iterate faster while I can still move and move around uh, the, the bits instead of the atoms. Do you have customers in the automotive industry? It feels like automotive is a it's huge. It's huge. I would say, though, ground zero for where this starts is in defense and aerospace. That's a big one. So right now, big three three areas of focus for us have been in defense and aerospace, retail, and then apparel. Oh, apparel. Right. So we're seeing the consumer of this kind of virtual trial on apparel, but at the enterprise level, at the build and design level, right. you need something way more robust than holding your phone up. Sort of you do. Like you do. So you're doing the enterprise. That's right. Full design, build, and collaboration. That's exactly right. So you put your system out there with real customers. That's right. And so it must have helped you create a huge product roadmap for requested features. Yeah, it has. It has. And and I think the thing that was at the top of the list is what we responded to so quickly and led to the announcement today. With uh, with the studio console, but I'll tell you, Charlie, the list the list is is long 
of things that people wanted. Well, sure. I mean, but everybody's yeah. got a product roadmap with 60 things on it. Yeah. And you're always working the top 10. Yeah, it is. And, and the biggest challenge, and I think in this space for everybody, is focus, right? It's all about really focusing in and, and making sure you're, you're focusing on a use case and delivering all the pieces that make that entire workflow work. So here's the interesting question. You may not be able to answer exactly, but I yeah. think if I know what yeah. Every company looks at their build and scale of the device yeah. to deliver to a customer. Right? You've got a fairly specialized, high-powered device. Are you starting to kind of hit the kind of numbers and see this trajectory of the numbers you want to be a sustainable company to be a Oh, absolutely. Look, I spent a lot of time in the AR space kind of doing solutions for this frontline worker type of use case. And so I'm familiar with what those volumes look like and the size of the opportunity. And the thought with Campfire and our whole motivation for doing this is that this knowledge worker opportunity was much, much bigger. And I'll tell you, of the hundreds of applicants that we've had come in, and these aren't just people that are you know, entering their email address. This is actually quite a process where people have tried AR and VR and tried to do this in the past. The full deployments on those are in the hundreds of thousands of users. So I, I think the opportunity is clearly there. It's been an unmet need, and it's certainly bigger than what we've seen in the past with this kind of tech. We look forward to continuing to test it, try it out. Continue awesome. To be inspired by how robust the tech is and how the idea of remote collaboration is really at a scale very differently than two-dimensional kind of business. Good on you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care.